0: Welcome to, to Get Coached, Get coached with Supercoach Subhash C.V. The founder of Regal Unlimited, who after coaching hundreds to better lives and careers is here to help you. On to our conversation with Subhash. Get coached yourself or create a career in coaching. Subhash is here to tell you how. Hello, hi, Suma. Very good morning. Uh, Great to connect uh, one to one with you uh, after that last uh, workshop on journaling Uh, for the benefit of listeners and viewers here. uh, Perhaps most of you know Suma already, but it's a privilege to introduce her briefly. She's a journalist, a published author, uh, conducts workshops on topics like such as journaling to the Zen of writing. Now, I love both Zen and writing part of it for sure uh, was with Life Positive, uh, you know, uh, the magazine, those of you are from my generation would definitely know about it. And I used to be a subscriber to that magazine for a long, for a long time. Oh, uh, and, uh, you know, she does a lot of workshops around these topics. And for me, what is more important, what resonates with me is she's also a spiritual seeker. Uh, And I think that differs from, the definition of that differs from person to person. So uh, the topic that we're going to discuss today is something that is very close to my heart, something that people in our community are driven to practice to a great extent, (laughs) some of them very reluctantly, and that's on reflective journaling. And uh, we have, with us, Suma is an expert on this topic. And uh, we have a lot of questions around that. So I've picked up a few questions from my community. Of alumni, these are professional coaches and corporate leaders and business owners. Some basic questions to So today. We'll keep it more a very basic level of conversation, just to introduce the power of reflective journaling for all of us, whether you are a student, a veteran, a corporate leader, business owner, or an artist. Yeah, we all are artists, really. Yeah. So uh, I have three questions um, inspired by you know the Simon Sinek model, the what. The why and the how. Then I, I allow you to, you know, go on a free flow. Yeah. So, what according to you, Suma, is reflective journaling, or, or is it something else that you call it instead of the prefix? Reflective? It's the first
1: time I've heard this, uh, uh, you know, term reflective journaling, and I really like it because journaling is very reflective in its nature, and uh, that's that's basically the premise from which you know I operate when it comes to this workshop that uh, journaling allows us to you know f- enter our minds and uh, come in touch with the mind stuff you know the thoughts and the emotions and the even, even our reaction to physical sensations which uh, from my own experience is, is a world that many of us don't actually ever encounter because the mind is so focused you know our entire senses and everything are outward bound and the mind is so focused on the outward world. I mean, I'm I'm speaking from my own experience because I know that before I, I I had a spiritual awakening, I never ever entered that mind that world of mind. But after that, I began to make inroads into it, and it was an amazing discovery what went on there to you know to encounter yourself. So I think um, Subhash, reflective journaling is a very beautiful concept. Journaling in itself is. Uh, reflective. And it's my opinion that every single one of us should be doing this. It's I think it's part of our obligation as conscious human beings, you know, to do this.
0: As conscious human being, we should do that. That is so deep. How conscious are we? Karleen uh, spoke about bringing unconscious to the conscience. And my Guru says, you know, don't tell me I'm after all a human being. You are a human being. so. What makes journaling uh, powerful for a conscious human being?
1: Yeah, it's a very simple but very amazing factor, Subhash, that whatever we write, you know, we uh, make conscious. That's actually when you think about it, it's really amazing. So when you're writing, you know, even if you're writing just the facts of your life, the, whatever the events of your life, you know, even if you're writing, okay, so this friend came over and we had a discussion and it let me feeling rather uncomfortable or rather dissatisfied with my life. Let's say just an example, write that. And then, uh, you know, you, you'll feel a little more comfort with that sense of dissatisfaction, whatever the case may be, you know, you tend to start feeling a little more comfortable with the whole thing. And that is actually the co- property of be becoming conscious of whatever we've written. Once we've written something, we can't shy away from it. It's no longer unconscious. you know. Yeah. And that is its great uh, value. And, and the other thing I think uh, that makes journalism or uh, journaling or reflective journalism very powerful. Journalism.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Freudian slips. <laughs> journaling very powerful is that usually our thoughts progress in loops, you know, Mm. loops. And there is no escape to loops. You just keep thinking the same thought over and over again. Okay, certain things or this. Why did this person say this to me? I'm so upset with this person. You're going to another loop and another loop. But it's always loops. What reflective journalism teaches is to get out of the loop simply by writing it down. It's just amazing. You know, it's just amazing. When I write that I'm upset with so-and-so or when I write, I'm really feeling ashamed of having done this, 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 those feelings no longer have an impact on us. We sort of feel released from these feelings. And I'm sure Subhash, you have experienced it. And I have also
0: experienced
1: that when, when, you know, we're going through emotional trauma or turmoil or disturbance of any nature, writing it down, you know, let's say you've had a hot argument with somebody. You know, writing it down immediately tranquilizes you. I'm not saying the issue was 100% over, but it's substantially over. It's sufficiently over for you to look at it afresh, you know, and uh, maybe gain a new perspective on it. Many times we actually look see it very differently. After that immediate hot rage or hot whatever it is that blinds us, right? We can see nothing. It's like a wall. We can only see our emotions. So when... um, we write it down that wall actually sort of comes down and then the wider vista is available to us. And then we can actually see maybe, you know, or recognize that this person was going through a lot of difficulty at that moment, emotional stuff was happening to him. Maybe he just let off steam, or maybe I myself am responsible because what I said was not very, you know, uh, appropriate either or whatever. Very often, I have found in my own life experience that more often than not, I, I can find the this, this space where I have been responsible for the situation, what, where I have done or said something that has hurt the other, and then in response, the other has hurt me. But I can't ignore the fact that I have contributed to the story. Mm-hmm. I find that when we do that, uh, I find at least that I can no longer blame the other, you know, then I have to say, okay, yeah.
0: ultimately, I'm responsible. So, do you mean to say that, I have two questions. The first question is, do you mean to say that uh, when you actually write, it has to become conscious from an unconscious? Does it naturally progress to the
1: naturally conscious? Progress, naturally progresses. Okay. Of course, there is, a, there is the other thing that you keep writing those loops. Uh-huh.
0: But
1: I do believe that even if you write those loops, I do believe, I don't have any actual proof of it. Sure. But that even if you write those loops at some point, it's easier, to, see, it's much easier to become conscious when you're writing than when you're thinking. Uh, thinking happens mostly at an unconscious level. You know, it just goes on brrrring inside our heads. We're doing things, we're doing this, we're doing that. And those thoughts are just, you know, un- looping, looping, looping. But when you're actually writing, which is in many ways a more conscious activity than thinking, then at some level, I do think that, I mean, I'd be happy to if anybody would, you know, volunteer to do this exercise, see whether just by writing, you come out of the loop and actually look and say, Oh, what's all this I'm writing, you know, and oh my Mm. God, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm being so reactive when I write all this and,
0: Mm.
1: you know, and I I have to look at my contribution to the whole thing. I do believe that it
0: works. Sure. So the second question was that, uh, you you, you spoke about the multiple loops that we get into and this gives us an option to get out of it also. But you know uh, what stayed with me from the workshop you conducted last uh, last, last week was you have to necessarily write down. So is this is something in writing down instead of these days when we use gadgets. There are some beautiful apps, uh, but this is something. Uh, oh, in there's a lot
1: to writing down. I'm sure you and I have also experienced this. Probably me more than you because I was about forty when the whole uh, computer revolution, you know, started. And I remember that earlier my, uh, uh, let's say my vocabulary, it's still pretty good, but my spellings were very good. I I instinctively used to, uh, you know, look at a word and know when I spelled it wrong. And I could spell it very, I mean, I I was was really a very good speller. I find that once I progressed into computers, (laughs) (laughs) that thing began to leave me a bit. So I do feel there's a detachment when you're typing, which is not there when you're writing. When you're writing, there's a, a, you know, Greater connectivity, which is true, no, because your body is your, your part of your body and you're part of your hand and you're writing it out. And I and it definitely, you know, has a greater impact. It's just not my belief. A lot of writer thing, writers have maintained it, like, uh, teachers have also maintained it. I think the most famous of all is this uh, Julia Cameron, who's written this book, The Artist Way. So she actually insists on something called the morning pages, where every day you're supposed to write down a certain amount by hand. I also would totally recommend it. I would totally recommend it. And personally, I'll say that I also do uh, generally um, two types. One mm-hmm. is a gratitude writing, which I would recommend for everyone to do. And if if you could at least do that, you know, by hand. And then the, the other thing, your personal sharing, whatever you want to, you know, write about. I like to write about whatever insights and experiences, spiritual experiences I've had on the path, because I find out I forget them. So, that, so, so, when you do these sort of things, do make it a point to write by hand. It it makes the whole experience more intimate. It also makes the ex- experience more intense, you know. Mm. And it, it it definitely makes. And it 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 also definitely uh, increases your uh, capacity for learning and memory. So it's really powerful to write
0: write by hand. Sure. So Good. you spoke about uh, the you know you you note on the the spiritual pr- practices of. No, whatever experience it you get, also. you also spoke about gratitude journaling. So, is gratitude journaling, you know, a separate practice from the typical reflective journaling, or both can be combined? Or uh, I think gratitude
1: uh, journaling is separate because its okay. only role, and and, mm-hmm. and I and I'm telling you, uh, Subhash, it's a very powerful practice, I'll share why also. Its only role is to become conscious of all the good things that happen to you. Happen to us. And the point of the matter is that the human body, that our human nature, our human condition is such that we are programmed, you know, yes. to uh, crave the pleasant and have aversion to the unpleasant. That's what the Buddha, Buddha said, you know? Yes. That, that's what we and we swing, swing like a pendulum from craving to aversion. That is the basic human nature. And because of that, if anything goes wrong, a whole consciousness just widens to only for a widens or narrows, you could say. I mean, rather that what is wrong becomes so big, it fills up our consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like just now I have a swollen finger. I don't know whether you can see it. So So my focus is quite a lot on that. But I'm not looking at, my focus is not so much on the other fingers that are not swollen. The rest of the body that's not swollen. So this is a conscious practice that we need to do, bring about that. Let me look at what's going wrong. So this is something we need to do that we need to consciously, you know, look at what's working in our lives, because what's working in our life will not draw our attention to it. You you know what they say that the crying baby gets the milk, the the placid baby is not drawing attention to itself. So similarly, what's working in our lives don't draw attention, you know. So we need to go move in in that direction and consciously, uh, uh, you know, uh, express our gratitude for it. Why? You know mm-hmm. because the more whatever you focus on that increases so when you focus on what works what works increases
0: yeah yes't
1: it huh? so that is actually I, it's a very powerful technique because that's all happiness is I honestly believe that that the route to happiness is just quite simple Simply keep focusing on what works and when you do that the attention you're paying to what doesn't work shrinks. You know, so sooner more and, and because whatever you're focusing on will increase, you will find that more and more time you're focusing on what's working and what's not working is slowly shifting to the background, which is really the only spiritual practice we need because overturning the human condition is what this journey is really all about, you know,
0: overcoming. So, so, you know. so, so what what you focus grows huh? you know, there are various quotes in those lines. So um, gratitude journaling, what else, what are some of the other best practices when somebody chooses to start journaling every day, do's and don'ts? I
1: I find that, uh, you know, journaling has multiple benefits and uses. One of the things I've also discovered is that uh, uh, I'm not just me, anyone who's written journal that when once we, uh, uh, you know, it also brings a lot of clarity to them. Hmm. So I would say that many of us often are confused by, you know, the next step, let's say. Uh, decision making is not as is not an easy thing at all. I know many people, uh, you know, advocate writing down pros and cons, but I've never found that it to be a very satisfying, you know, way. I mean, it, it's not basically a numerical thing that okay, I've got ten pros and uh, five cons, so therefore I'll go for pros. Because I find it life doesn't work that way. You need to that feel satisfied at a deeper level. So. Um, I would say that uh, you know when you uh, write down everything that you feel that whatever it is about the situation that's facing you you write it out what you're supposed to do what you would like to do why, why why you're not able to do it or what's stopping you and and all the various things and what you feel about all of this when you write it down I do believe that you will get a clarity that will enable you to arrive at an intuitive decision at some level once the Confusion—it's confusion that stops us, right? From yes. uh, you know taking uh, conscious decisions or intuitive decisions. So once the confusion melts, I think it's it will be instinctive. We will instinctively take the right decision, the intuitive decision that says, "Okay, this is what I need to do." And and I and I would say that the way we can you know know whether that decision is right or wrong is how do we feel about it. If I feel peaceful. And relieved when I, you know, uh, arrive at this decision, then it is the right decision for me. But if I'm continuing to be in turmoil or confusion, or you know, uh, the mind is divided, then it's not the right decision. And very often, uh, we take the wrong decision for so many reasons: to placate others, we don't want to displease anybody, we don't know mm-hmm. what to, what to do, so, and every decision has consequences. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and also playing safe no? and oh, and, uh, safe. Oh. and I, I really want to uh, bring attention of the leaders here business owners and professionals to this point now i think what will set it set us apart as a leader is our ability to tap into the intuition
1: Absolutely. so i
0: think uh, you know pros and cons brilliant point i think if we just go mathematically pros and cons we are not tapping into that intuition so great point that you know the more we practice journaling we can access that intuitive power within all of us. But then, you know, you said something uh, for me, it sounded more like a disclaimer uh, that, you know, for me, that can it truly really feel whether this decision is right? I mean, I had a client uh, I can take a few seconds. I had a client who was heading Asia Pacific for a large consulting firm. He said, I have to take a decision. The data shows me this, but I feel the opposite is right. And you know, if I, if I take the database thing, I'm fine. I'm playing safe. There is absolutely no risk. But I know some of that. You know, this is what is good for the organization for the long term. But if it fails, my neck is on the block, is it? So we you know, he was a client with whom I had a short conversation, and of course, uh, I didn't prescribe anything. I said, "You you decide what resonates with you." He took the option B very bravely, very courageous of him. But he said, I could feel the word feel that this is better, this is what I should do. But Suma, the point is, how many of us can truly connect with that feeling? Is that a muscle that we need to develop over a period of time?
1: I I, I think so. I think so. See, I, I would say that I've been very fortunate, Subhash, by again grace of God, that I've always had uh, access to my intuition. No, uh, There was a huge period of 16 years when I was going through a depression and I couldn't fully. And those years, I couldn't take any decision because I really had no other way. Crohn's never made, you know, cut sure. it. But uh, I have taken subsequently, uh, then I had this spiritual awakening and, and so on. After that, subsequently, every decision I've taken has been an intuitive decision. And therefore, I have, I, when I say decision, I'm talking about large scale decisions. You yes know, big yes. decisions like leaving uh, life uh, society magazine jumping out of society magazine when uh, you know at a certain point because I no longer resonated with it joining life positive becoming its editor leaving life positive starting my writers workshop the big big things you know correct uh, all these things have been taken at an intuitive level and i and, and and i feel that because of that i have never had to regret them i not regretted a single one of them uh, 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 what you said about uh, muscle, I believe so. I think it is definitely a must. How can we um, uh, intensify the intuition? First of all, by respecting it enough to tune into it. And then when we tune into it, by following its orders. Sure. It, it, you know, it's, if we say, okay, this, and, and 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 I'm the first one to say, to agree that it's not easy. Yes. Because, you know, intuition is can be merciless. It shows us things as as we need yeah, to, do. Yeah, you
0: know,
1: yeah. it forces us to take very uncomfortable decisions. But when we do that, we f- also find that uh, a new path is opening. I mean, I believe that my life opened up uh, the way it did because I had the courage to drop, uh, you know, let let go of life of Society Magazine, which was a very popular magazine at its yes. point, my time yes. and very well known and prestigious and all the rest of it. And uh, the courage to let go of that, even though I needed a job, uh, you know, I feel enabled me to move into a transition into a a, a new way of life. You know, working with
0: absolutely, uh, yeah, sure,
1: being so aligned with the magazine, being so aligned with its mission, it it opened up a whole new life for me. Sure, so, yeah, so. I don't know what's the point I was going to make. But anyway, what I think I'd like to emphasize is that intuitive uh, decision-making is very powerful. And yeah, it's not easy, but uh, it's worth.
0: It's yeah, worth. Very, even very though explicit.
1: it can be very yeah. difficult. See, our job on life on planet Earth is to grow. There is no other. It is not about uh, making money or becoming famous or powerful. Even at, I mean, to some extent, it's not even about having family and children. Bring them up. I so definitely that's part of the human, uh, you know, life. But it it the fundamental and most important thing is to grow as human beings. And once we are aware of that, you know, and once we realize that that's my job, I think things get easier. Having said that, I will always say that if you've got kids, then you whatever decision you take, you should keep that in mind as well. Yeah, if you're going to take decisions that are going going to invite, uh, let's say. Uh, uh, financial difficulties, like my decision did bring me quite a bit of financial difficulties in the beginning, yeah. but it didn't matter to me because it was only I and my mother and we both lived, very sim- lived. my mother's passed away, we lived very simply, I didn't need much. But if I had kids, I, I might have had to think twice because they have not asked to be born and you know, you have an obligation to
0: them. Very true.
1: Very so true. these decisions have to be...
0: But yeah, maybe great point. Is, yeah. yeah. So what I'm also picking up is intuition and also backed by courage, something that is so you know so uh, relevant to a leader or a profession or someone who wants to grow. Brilliant point on why we are here. Uh, I want to spend a minute also for you to share with us the zen of writing that you do. If you can, please throw some light.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Actually, uh, the zen of good writing brings together two of my passions. Maybe the only two real passions I have one is uh, writing, and the other is spirituality. You know, both mean the world to me. And um, yeah, and uh, and uh, you know, I found that my own writing had changed enormously after I moved into the spiritual zone. I began to write from the heart. I began to practice vulnerable writing. And you know, um, yeah, and I find, and 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 more than anything else, I I think contrivance and pretension. I don't think I had much of that by the grace of God. But even whatever little I had went out of the window. So the writing was very simple, almost uncluttered, but it was, it had also got, it also had depth because of the fact that it was written from the heart, it was vulnerably, there was a deeper level of thinking also that went into. And I found that this kind of writing really uh, uh, you know resonated with the writer, with the reader. I, I, they began to love me, as a matter of fact, without ever having actually met me or anything yes. like that. Yes. They began to love me, and uh, that, uh, and, and I wasn't writing it for that, but I realized how impactful it is. I found that they felt this lady, I, we can trust because she's not, you know, she's not concealing anything about herself. She's just laying, bearing herself to us. Therefore, we can trust her, and there was that sense of, and we can empathize with her, and we can resonate with her because what she's talking about. I also am going through to some extent, so there was an intimacy I think that began to happen between me and the reader, and I'm firmly of the conviction that that is the deep, you know, the deepest thing that can happen to a writer when you, the right reader feels intimate with you, you know. So it's not that I only write about this, but this I think is the heart of the writing. But I also teach a lot of writing processes that have worked for me. Like writing briefly is one mm. thing I really <laughs> resonate with, you know. Which means add, you know, uh, say the most maximum with the minimum words. Very true. And very and true. also writing simply and clear. You know, yeah, very true. often I find, especially professional writers, tend to make a hoopla about lots of things that don't really, you know, when you really examine it, there's nothing there. Very so true. I believe in, you know, just getting past all that stuff, the special effects throw out of the window and just <laughs> yeah. say things, you know, yeah. say what you mean. I, I honestly believe that good writing comes from good thinking and a good space yeah. from within. So, de- to, so to develop that good space is what the Zen of good writing is all about. So when I talk yeah. about good writing, I also really mean, you know, coming from inner goodness as well. Sure.
0: So, so you know, those of you who are interested in developing writing, strongly recommended. And I feel uh, every one of us there is at least one story within us that needs to be told. And I think you know a workshop like the Zen of Good Writing can definitely help. Now there is a clash of calendar. Otherwise, I would have jumped in this weekend myself. Yeah. Uh, one last question, Suma, before I let you go. You know there are a lot of my. Uh, Members of my community who struggle with journaling as a daily habit. Any any piece of advice for them so that you know they really benefit from this? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think first of all, get into it. Rather, I I've by the way started a workshop on how to make writing a daily habit. So, guys, sign yeah. up for that. But
0: sure.
1: one of the rules is make it very easy. Make it very easy. You know, maybe you just write one sentence to begin with. It's all right. You know, you just write it. It shouldn't be difficult. You know, so write a little and make it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would uh, you know in fact uh, if uh, I, I I would also say that in my workshop, my Zen of Good Writing Workshop, it's accompanied by one month of uh, mentorship. Where what I do is give a word and a sample sentence, and the writer is required to write a sentence. So just mm-hmm. that one sentence, if you were to do, you know, sure. that is something you'd feel happy with because. The beauty about writing is that you're bringing something new into the world that would never have existed before, nice. except for you. you. Also, write small. And even if you don't write, don't beat yourself up, it's quite okay. Please forgive yourself and restart. Just don't give up on yourself. Writing is the, is the main important thing. And no matter how many times you fall, you pick up, dust yourself off and get started again. And sooner or later, a habit will form. And, yeah. and also another thing is make it in the make it easy you keep your journal accessible uh, attach it to a habit that you've already formed a daily habit mm-hmm. one thing that all of us have formed without any difficulty is <laughs> eating right Eating three meals a day, <laughs> meals a day. I mean, standard stuff we' are hardly likely to miss it so if sure. you can attach it to your you know like after dinner and you know uh, maybe after dinner you have some rituals whatever have a walk or whatever and after that i will write my journal. Yeah. Something like that will also help. Attach it to a habit that's already formed. A daily habit that's already formed. And then you're more likely to do that.
0: And very it can right? be done anytime, right? Not necessarily Absolutely. morning, evening. No, no,
1: no, no. no. Right. I find mornings anyway very, very busy, uh, you know, tight. Yeah. So then you're not likely to do it and then, you know, forget it. Whatever advantage we could have got out of the morning thing is cancelled by the fact that it's difficult to do it. So yeah. do it whenever you can, midnight or Whenever the you know uh, whenever there's time available to you, do it and don't push yourself to write every day also so much. If you yeah. can, that's wonderful, but form the habit gradually. Just never give up. That was sure. all of us.
0: yeah, and and I think that must be hope to every one of us on that note. Uh, so much catching a flight today. I hope to uh, invite you for a detailed discussion on of good writing and other topics. Thank you once again for this short uh, conversation. I walk you with a lot of insights. I'm sure our listeners would too. Have a safe life and see you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you so much, Subhash. Enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for Thank
0: having you. me. Thank <laughs> you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. That's your dose of getting coached. Get in touch with Subhash at www.regalunlimited.com or write to him at subhash at regalunlimited.com.